Yes, 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 yes. You are stepping out the box with your host, impartation strategist, Renee Ambush. And today I have not only a skilled and professional woman, but I've got a sister girl and a friend. I'm going to let her introduce herself and share what she wants you to know about her. And then we're going to get down to talking about a really serious topic today. Even though it's serious, we are two cut-ups. So I'm sure we're going to be laughing in here at the same time. But I want you to just keep in mind the topic that we're speaking about because it's really serious and we want to deal with it. So Miss Lady, my girlfriend, my sister friend, my person who is everything because everybody should have you in their pocket. Can you tell them who you are and what you want them to know about you? Hey, Out the Box family. My name is Alondra Brooks, a.k.a. Coach Alondra Brooks, the Becoming Coach, because we're all things becoming this way. Listen, I'm a mother to three amazing, beautiful children um, who God entrusted me with. I am a coach, and um, a small business imaging coach and consultant. I am a publisher. Um, I am so many different talented things that God has blessed me with. But most of all, I'm just a homie, your girl, your sister from around the way, your auntie, your, your, your cousin, whoever, whoever I am to you, whatever you can relate to. I'm just here. I'm a voice um, of reason and a voice of strategy. So I'm honored to be here. Um, I've after that introduction, I really like, I'm blown away, honestly, but um, I'm just honored to be here um, on this lovely new platform, Woo-hoo! so thank you for having me. Yeah, look, look, it's a new platform to the world, but you've been dealing with this little platform for a minute, you know, prior to us getting on, I told her, I was like, listen, sometimes it's real easy knowing how to be somebody's friend. And because you're that, sometimes you don't know how to receive a friend. I'm just gonna keep it 100 because we out the box, right? And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm so used to being everybody else's friend when Londa Lou, oh, I'm sorry, a Londa to y'all, <laughs> a Londa Lou to me. <laughs> but when I met a Londa Lou, I was like, wait a minute, this is a real sister and real recognize real. And they not always out there like that. And I'm like, you know what? She's somebody I'm keeping in my corner. Now, I just met her. Like she said, she a homegirl with a message. She around the way. She got this thing happening. But when I met her, I was like, oh, my gosh, she is so cool. But then when, as we got the vibing more, connecting more, speaking more, I'm like, girl, you are phenomenal. Like, what? And then, listen, uh, I got you. her in some age, y'all. So I'm thinking, you know, I know some stuff, right? Sister girl schooled me. Okay, and continues to do so. And I'm so excited to have her on here because I'm quite sure what we talk about and what we put out there, you're going to learn from, you're going to glean from, you're going to grow from, you're going to be inspired from. I'm like, you know, with, with connecting with her, honestly, she has poured so much into me. And a part of why this podcast is actually even dropping is because this sister, as, as she was saying, you know, I am becoming she knew that I was I was able to become something more than what I was and what I was doing. So, you know, she she imparted in the impartation strategist. And I got to tell everybody, everybody got to have a Londa Lou. You got to have a Londa Lou. And I'm so glad that she's here with me. And I'm glad she's my sister girl. I wanted to talk to you, Londa. Like, let's just share and talk about the suicide. You know what I mean? Um, it's in the it's in the news right now. We know that, you know, in the recent light of Miss America, you know, um, presumably jumping or, you know, to her, her death, you know, mm-hmm. we get shocked about stuff like that, but it's happening yeah. all the time. Sometimes, you know, 
it just doesn't really hit us until it's somebody that's in a prevalent position that does it. We know that Regina King's son, you know, just passed away. But there are some of us that we don't have a name. We don't have a face, you know, yeah. and we're going through a lot of struggles and having a lot of things go on with us. And we, we, we checking out of here, sis. I'm really honored that you um, that you decided to talk about this particular topic with me because um, I, too, could have been a victim. You know what I'm saying? Like and I do have I have my uh, my spiritual thoughts on it and I have my in the natural thoughts about suicide. Um, and so definitely a couple of years ago too, my my crusade was. Dear God, um, why are so many people actually um, taking the taking that that leap um, mm-hmm. to actually going forth with it? Um, because if we're all honest, you know, some of us, uh, all of us, have had um, some type of su- suicidal ideation. Um, when you think about what what it truly is, and know what it truly is in its true form. I'm sure that we all toyed with the idea of, you know, we've all kind of been in that despair enough where we felt like we were desperate enough to actually end it. Um, we, we've said the words for sure. If we have not been been bold enough to take the actions, um, you know, and I, I can remember also being suicidal as a child myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talk about that in my book, like I lay it all bare. And I remember, um, even being like in as young as the third or fourth grade when um, I really was like, I really want to do this. And so. Now, Londa, um, it's funny that you said that just one second, because you said that you started this because I was, that was going to be one of the questions I wanted to know is like, when do you think the signs are beginning to be prevalent or what are some of the signs? And you said that. And even in sharing my own story, when I thought back to this, right, I was mm-hmm. literally like six years old. And, you know, and and I'm just giving, you know, we we going into this, right? And I remember at six years old, now we figure our life hasn't even really begun so much at no six years old, but at six years old, I remember not having the time that I wanted with my mom, right? And I felt like so insignificant and I just felt like, you know, nobody cared. It didn't matter if I was missing nobody. And I literally, this was the first attempt for me. I literally laid in the middle of the street, hoping that a car would run me over. So I have went at six years old, already in the mindset and having a plan to end my life where I haven't even, it wasn't even complete. I haven't even got to seven yet, you know, but yeah. like I said, starting those, starting early, we don't realize that sometimes these thoughts are already there at that early age. And we mm-hmm. literally live throughout years without dealing with that until that final blow. And then it's like, you know what, I'm just gonna go ahead and do it. But we've been thinking about it or looking to attempt it since an early childhood. So it was very, it was very, um, interesting that you said that as well that these had started when you was younger it didn't just start when you was an adult yeah absolutely um I remember the first time that I really was aware that my joy had been interrupted so Mm. um, so and and to some people you know they'll say um that was their first traumatic experience so I remember at three years old my father um we lived in New Jersey and um my father had gotten a job and he moved to Cincinnati to accept the job um and I I can tell you just like yesterday I can I could tell you what everybody had on um I could tell you what position we were standing at at the top of the stairs like and 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 at that point like I didn't really realize that I was traumatized because Mm. 
um, it is self-corrected, uh, like mm. really quick. So what I mean by that is my dad did his very best, um, mm-hmm. even though he was, you know, pursuing his dream. And now that I'm an adult, I can have an appreciation for the 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 desire and also the the fight to pursue the own dreams. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. So, um, and I can remember like not being upset with my dad but I was just like wow I could remember being left in the sadness of what that represented because I felt like at that time my dad was was the anchor you know what I'm saying for me Mm -hmm. um and so I can remember my mom being sad my mom had just had surgery like it's a jacked up situation like when you get married and you grow up and you're like dang like that situation was a little more like I knew then it was jacked up but in the grown experience you're like that was jacked up right 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 um, I can remember like I'm like I can remember being like three or four years old like so what is this gonna mean you know what I'm saying like what is this gonna look like um and you know him figuring out how to still be as present as possible him traveling back and mm-hmm. forth so then it be, then it became it became exciting right it did mm-hmm. it went from sadness to exciting like oh this is cool like my dad's this uh superhero in my mind because it's like sometimes you'll come home and it, and my dad is just sitting at the kitchen table again in his three-piece suit with this trench coat on like dressed up like you know what I mean so for a little girl you like that was what my first knight in shining armor experience was like my dad just came back like even though he can't stay he he still thought about me and so he also began to make sure that I always knew that I was on his mind like whatever city or whatever state whatever country he was in for his job he would send a postcard or whatever so that that Wait a minute, kind so let of, me ask you a question I'm sorry let me ask you a I'm question sorry. Mm-hmm. no that's okay so I'm just kind of getting to this because one of the things I want to point out as you're speaking are signs, right? Because like we said, we started this early, but so Mm -hmm. would you say that signs for someone who um, may be thinking or committing suicides is the feelings of abandonment or um, feelings of, or or thoughts that they, they don't make a difference or they're not significant to significant people in their life? So um, I'm going to try to answer that. But I think for me, what it was, was Mm -hmm. I was the youngest, I was the only girl, and I felt like I never felt home. I never Mm -hmm. felt like I had a place. And like, people would be like, oh, you would think because you're the only girl, you're doted on and all that. Like, no, like the only, I didn't, I didn't really ever feel safe. And so for me, I began to realize like, I just was like, okay, trying to find. So I, I use the, I use joy because I have this terminology. I feel like happiness is fleeting. And I feel like we absolutely experience such sadness and depression and anxiety, because I feel like as a society, we have been taught to chase happiness, but not to be anchored in joy. And so therefore I, I use joy as my meter because joy is the things that you can prove happiness is kind of measured based upon your hallucinations like mm-hmm. I think I it's feel happy. happy it's a feeling that's fleeting yeah. it comes and goes with whatever the, the situation or circumstance is so whatever once that changes that feeling changes but joy is like you said it's measurable and substantial and it doesn't change no matter what the situation or circumstance is 
Yeah. So for me, I think when depression started to creep in, when I just, I just didn't, I felt like I never measured up. Like I just mm-hmm. never felt like I connected. I, I had older brothers. I felt like they had each other. And then there was me because now, I also come from a blended family. So oh, I had okay. my own father, but then it was like, my person was gone. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I kind of, so for me, I can say, I feel like my joy was interrupted because I was never really secured as a child. Like I just mm-hmm. never felt, even to this day as an adult, like I feel like a transplant in my own family. Like, so that's still a thing that I have to like, yeah. I have to manage and check. But see, it's funny that you said that because again, um, with, with, just in light of Miss USA, we figure, okay, she's got it going on. She's beautiful. Mm. She's Miss USA. But we mm. don't understand that it's the pressure to be that causes yeah. people to be put in a place of, like you said, depression, having to measure up. I've got to be this certain thing. You know, I, I said earlier on my podcast, I mean, on the um, in my Facebook pod- podcast group, where it's like, I was always known as the encourager. I always had a smile. People were always mm-hmm. calling me sunshine. And it was like, I mess- I had to live up to being Miss Sunshine when there was so much gloom and rain on the inside. So it was the pressure to be happy. And like you said, fleeting or whatever. And not really, like you said, understanding that once we get to our core self and find that joy, and that means that no matter what happens, we still are able to anchor ourselves in the place that nothing's going to be able to shake us off of that place. Will it, will it, will it mess or tamper with our emotions? Absolutely. I mean, that's how Mm -hmm. we we were created with emotions. Those things are going to happen. So it's nothing wrong with being sad. It's nothing wrong with crying. It's nothing wrong with, you know, being angry or whatever. It's just that when you pitch a tent and you stay there too long, it starts building and festering and triggering other thoughts that'll get you to that place where you're like, now I have to grab so much more energy just to be when it's just like, nope. We got to learn how to just be and allow that to be the energy that we operate out of. That's where I think you can keep constant joy when you're just like, look, this is who I am. You know, I'm not going to put on makeup today. I'm not going to smile today. I don't have one on name brand best outfit today. My car, you know, is not the best. My paycheck ain't looking good, but I'm still okay. Cause you know what? I finally got a chance to be okay with me, but it's a lot of pressures having to be out there. That's causing us and causing other people to get into that mindset that I just, like you said, I can't measure up. Yeah. 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 And I still feel like it's, it's hard sometimes for me to sit in other sprays because I'm very, um, and I'm not, I'm not going to hold y'all up. Like as much if you know me in real life or you <laughs> encounter me, I am the encourager. I'm the like, yes, I'm like, Oh girl, I for, uh, what's the movie? Bring it on. Uh, Alyssa, Alicia Silver. Alicia Silver. Uh, yeah. Silverstone. I'm going to pump you up. I'm going to pep you up, but yep. it is really like, it is really, um, been a work for me. And I think that's why I am that is a part like your purpose is hard for yes. you individually like it's, it comes easy to you to give others that right because that's mm-hmm. what God envisioned for you to be a leader to be a, um to be a can do it for others to be an example to others that don't possess what he specifically gave you to do but that Absolutely. doesn't mean that is not challenging to turn it's it not- 
And for the most part, you have to encourage the encourager. And again, I'm just looking at and trying to have this community and our, you know, our listeners to understand things to look for that are like not conventional things to look for. Of course, we know that if a person is sad for a long time, we might want to look at that person. But honestly, this is kind of like a little bit out the box to say, look at that person that's happy all the time. Right. Not to say that happy. I mean, that that's, that's, that's encouraging all the time. Not to say that there's something wrong with the person who's encouraging someone. It's just that sometimes, like you said, as a person who encourages all, sometimes we have to have that reciprocated. You know what I mean? Yeah. We get, and we get to be cool. Sadness still lives in that person. Absolutely. I don't care how hyped they are. Cause I listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm very transparent. Like I, I am the encourager. I'm always the one lifting other people up, but here's the thing. The people that are in my inner circle know that when I am overloaded, I have to mm-hmm. unplug because Absolutely. of what my calling and my purpose is, right? Mm-hmm. You can short, you can overpower the, the circuit breaker. So the thing is, like, sometimes you give so much, it's like, okay, I have to turn inward now because I'm depleted. Because here's the thing, when you are an encourager, it really is rare that you find someone that can fill you back up it's almost like being the the best analogy I can give it is like being like an electric hybrid car like you can't just plug you you can't just plug Mm -hmm. up everywhere so Mm -hmm. like to somebody else like you probably can put unleaded in you or whatever but when somebody is a poor they can only put premium in there so Absolutely. a lot of times it, you can really only go to God to be recharged. So yeah. you have to have a lot of alone time and people don't understand that. Like sometimes you got to really get real, real quiet in order to hear from the source of uh, to be able to be recharged and to be refilled because outpouring is such a high, um, a high voltage, you know what I'm and- saying, per se, than most people pour. And as an impartation strategist, I've got to give you some strategies. That would be a good strategy for the person that is overwhelmed, whether you are deemed as an encourager or anything like that. You have to know when to go ahead and cut it, when you have to disconnect from everything in order for you to be regenerated and recharged. You know, if not, it's going to get to a point, like you said, where now you're on overload and you can't take it anymore and you can't even decipher or distinguish between who you are and what you do. You understand what I'm saying? So you have to be apologetic about it. Pull back Mm -hmm. and go, you know what? I've got to set these boundaries. I can only, and I know, listen, Alanda, like you said, I know I pull on, I pull, I pull you. I know I do. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then it's funny because I've got other people that pour me. And as a person to speak, that speaks to everyone all the time. And this is what I do. And this is my purpose. You're right. Sometimes I get to the point where I'm like, I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't want to hear nothing audible. I don't want to hear television. I don't want to hear radio. Like I literally just have to stop. And sometimes that's exactly, again, a strategy. I know this sounds so simplistic. It is. It's out the box, but it's simple. It's simple things. It's like profound things made simple. Sometimes you just got to stop. Stop with the overload. I breathe. Yes, 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 yes. We hear that. But it wasn't until I actually practiced that for a while, like continually, when I realized I was getting overloaded and charged. I was like, whoa, whoa, stop, May. Breathe. Breathe. Just stop. Just beats, just stop. And I'm like, for somebody, you needed to, you need, somebody just needed to hear that, Alana, for real though. Stop. Just stop. Yeah. Just stop. And I want to say to the parents, to the parents, this is, um, if you are, if your child, if you are 
paying attention to your child and you see your mm-hmm. children being anxious or having high I, I feel like a lot of kids have high functioning anxiety where yes. they appear to be fine and uh, a lot of parents are missing it so that's why because I had I had asked you know and started to inquire as a parent myself as some as someone who was a child that struggled with depression mm-hmm. um I think that we have to be care- careful with us new parents because our kids are growing up in an oversensitized uh, area where they we need to encourage them to go back to the things of, oh, get outside, yeah. get fresh air, because yes. those are a way sometimes for them and their generation to stop and unplug. Make them put those video games down. Make them get off of social watching. media. That would have you depressed all day long. Like I was telling you, I borrow my daughter's ring light so I can look all special. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, that's pressure. Why can't I just come on here with my hair all messed up and everything like that and just be myself? You know what I mean? That social media got everybody thinking that they got people thinking that other people living in the light. Honey, nope, are they going to unplug that? It's dark over there. You know what I'm saying? But it'll have you all stressed out. Again, the pressures to be. This one got that. That one got this one. Oh, that one's happening. No, baby. Mm-mm. It's, it's the social media will have you in a state of depression and want to commit suicide because you think somebody's living a certain way that they not even living. Like Sunday collection where exotic elegance meets luxury. Our collection is a one-stop shop. Whether it's a woman looking for her favorite product line or a husband looking for his own favorite product that he steals from his wife's collection. Or you could be shopping for a gift. The Like Sunday collection is your new favorite one-stop shop. The Like Sunday collection is a world-class hair care company. Our products are multi-universal and multi-ethnic. Our luxury products are 100% sulfate-free, paraben-free, formaldehyde-free, and DEA-free. Our line of products are the best of the best, from our ingredients to our premium platinum virgin 12-gray A hair. We are the Total Collection. Shop the Total Collection, where exotic elegance meets luxury, at thelikesundaycollection.com. You can also find us on Instagram underneath the Like Sunday Collection. The Like Sunday Collection, where exotic elegance meets luxury. We are the Total Collection. Are you ready to live your best life? Then to do so, you have to be your best self. It's time to get out the box with me, your host, impartation strategist, Renee Ambush, every Thursday night at 7 p.m. 
You want to step out of emotional, mental, and religious incarceration so that you can be free? Then tune in with me. You also can find me on Facebook at Renee Ambush and on Instagram at OutTheBox70. You also can find me at www.rebirthofrenee.com. Listen, it's 2022. It's time to celebrate you. Let's step out of the box and live your best life by being your best self. I live by this motto don't put me on a pedestal I know I don't yeah, allow yeah. people to put me on a pedestal and I said this all the time because guess what I am me unapologetically listen at any given moment my car will be junky mm. like I, I won't be pretty or cute and I tell people mm. like oh I ain't, I ain't extra cute today like I know you <laughs> think I'm cute but I ain't I, I'll tell you that like I'm coming as I am mm-hmm let me ask you a question, Alonda, mm-hmm. because um, like you said, <clears throat> we need to really be, I'm going to say responsible and accountable for not only ourselves and our households, but our community, honestly, because we have to oh, be yeah. affluent and effective in it. So let me ask you something. How, how do you think we as a community, right, could actually help when it comes to either educating or assisting individuals that we see that may be in some kind of uh, place where they, they, they may be suicidal. How, how can we help? Because I'm just going to say this. I know coming from my background, you know, uh, social work and everything, the first thing is we want to do is we want to report it and make sure. But even though that's, that's awesome, sometimes that somebody faster over. I was, I was just so ready to say that. Yep, yeah, I was yeah. ready to say that. So when, when I think about being out the box and things of that nature, because there are conventional ways, but I always look for the non-conventional ways. What, what do you think some of the ways that, you know, as, as a community, we can kind of help people um, with, with, with them being more open, with even I, expressing? I we need to be more open individuals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I feel like we need to be one-to-one. And so I feel like instead of, being so quick to judge somebody or talk about them we need to educate ourselves individually on what actually the many forms of everyday depression looks like high high functioning anxiety what does that look like a lot of people are struggling from it maybe they weren't born with it maybe it wasn't introduced to them um, at a young age maybe they had a, 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 a older adult traumatic experience where they just started showing up like that so you don't you may have known this person for years and it's like I never knew this person to be like that like what is happening to them um Mm -hmm. just give more grace because wait stop stop please 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 I I just need you I need you to say that again and then I just want to just share a couple lines about that because that is so important please say that again what do we need to give people give more grace I feel like why not that not that depression did not exist in our mm-hmm. parents, grandparents, and great grandparents' generation, because it definitely was there. Um, ain't nothing my great grandma used to say ain't nothing new underneath the sun now. It did <laughs> back the Bible days. But I think what they had that we lack is a strong sense of community where mm-hmm. they allowed each other to be a little bit more flawed. Yeah. And yeah. they just 
rose to the occasion. I feel like um, if you see a child at the bus stop and they don't have what they need to have, don't don't talk about their mama. You don't know what she's going through. If you, you got an extra coat, go home and grab it and be the community because because it could easily be you. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I thank God for the people who maybe they did judge me silently, but didn't they allowed me humility publicly and filled in the gap because I wasn't always perfect in certain areas. I wasn't always polished. In certain well, look, areas. you know, it's out the box, right? So I look, I ain't got no problem with being transparent either. I just want to put this in here. What you're speaking is what you're living. And listen, listen out the box, people. Like I said, this is real, this real talk, this real talk radio, real talk, everything. This is it. When I first met Alonda, I came and Alonda, tell them the truth, right? Hair <laughs> did, nails did, everything fly, right? Shoes fly. I mean, they broke, but that's a whole nother situation. Y'all just had to be there to see that I got pictures. But <laughs> we were going to an event. I mean, the dress was on fleek and I was just, I didn't use fleek. Anyway, I was flies on the what? I'm ready to go back home. And I'm like, ah, ah, no. And I was getting ready to go home to an empty closet. And listen, no food. I was old mother hubbard, no food in the cupboard. And I met my Londa Lou and she like, listen, you ain't got to act like that. If you don't have it and I got it, I got you. Before you get back on the road and take this trip, baby, let me take you to the market. That's what I mean. So I know that I'm a recipient of what you're talking about. It's just not something that you're speaking about. This is something that you're living and doing. You understand what I'm saying? And you ain't put it on Facebook. You ain't put it on Instagram. As far as I know, you ain't even put it on the telephone and tell somebody else. I'm telling the story. I'm giving you yours to say that you are absolutely right. Let's be about what we're doing and not just talking about it. Like you said, if you see somebody without, please don't talk about them. Help them out because you don't know the situation and circumstance. And big enough, and I'm going to let you speak, big enough, you don't even know what's you sewing. You don't know that if that person that you gave a coat to on, on in 2010 because they needed a coat, that they now a millionaire in 2022, they won't forget that you gave them that coat. Just, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, look, I'm going to find it. I'm going to give that person because they gave me a coat. I'm going to give them a house. It just behooves you to do just something good just because, not for something. Right. And, and that coat could have been the thing that kept them from really committing suicide that day. Absolutely. Like, really, Really, sometimes it be it, it, like God said, be an angel unaware. You really, Absolutely. really never know. Just even smiling at someone, just saying good morning to someone could be like, you know what? That could have been a prayer. Like literally some people pray to somebody else's petty. Like, God, if you don't want me to do this, have somebody just come across the street and say good yes. morning. That could have been a one thing that they, yes. that one request that they made to God, like, Yes. This is a sign, God, that this is this is not for me. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like I, I can remember I wrote suicide notes, leaving jump rope like as a child. Mm. As a child. You, you got you had notes? No, I, I had suicide books. I had suicide books. See, I had to get I had I'm to be sorry, specific. That's not funny, but <laughs> I did. I had to be specific with mine because just in case, because you know, look, I talk a lot. You know so I need to make listen. sure I expressed everything. A, a note was too short. And relatives still gonna try to do what they want to do. Like I know her, and that ain't what she had wanted to have. Right, right, right. You don't know. No, but yeah. So you're right. Like I can remember, and you know what? What it was for me was, um, I want to talk about the spiritual side too. What I, what I I was gonna say 
leave it. I was going to go there though. So I'm going I'm to, you leading into, go ahead because you lead into. Sorry. Uh, this show, show, girl, that's okay. Go ahead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, you, I told them once we got together, they should have already knew what was going to happen putting us two together. But yes, I do. I wanted to ask you about that though. Really like it's, it's controversially speaking a little bit, but I want to know, like you said, we got to deal with the spiritual aspect of where suicide will come from or how could we get there? But I also want to know, what do you think the church is doing to help or to hinder individuals they know that are suicide that are um that are suicidal i don't think the church is doing enough um mm-hmm. but i also believe that too um i i understand why they're they don't do what they could do because mm-hmm. you know we have people that don't believe in christ and mm-hmm. uh, we we have people and and here's i want to say this disclaimer before i say what i what i want to say mm-hmm. What I know to be true is although I serve a a God that I feel like can heal all things, what I do believe, though, too, is his healing is not just coming in the form of a miracle, signs and wonders. Sometimes the miracle and the blessing is finding the right therapist and it is Mm -hmm. getting on the prescription medication. So I want to make sure that I say that I do believe that God's deliverance comes in the form of modern day medicine. So I want to say that for the people that's like, oh, no. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and, then, and I also want to talk about the fact that I am a spiritual being um, and I am a believer of Christ and I believe what the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against powers, principalities and, and spiritual high wickedness I believe that so my mm-hmm. thing is I do believe that people are fighting spiritual things that are manifesting in the natural that they are unaware of so well, I me, do Absolutely. Because as we talking about scripture, it says that I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So understanding that there is a separation between our spirit and our soul and our yeah. soul houses our mind, will and, and emotions. So what happens is sometimes and again, like you said, no disclaimer, because this is not attacking anything or the church. You know, I'm a licensed ordained minister and all that stuff. I believe in all um, as far as like healing, like you said, in God and all that nature. But at the same token, what happens is sometimes we give people a lot of scriptures in the Bible to read and that deals with your spirit. But your soul is sick. So you're still hurting because you have trauma. You're still hurting because you've been affected and abused and your emotions. And when we don't get those emotions under rap it does it starts messing with the spirit man which then starts messing with our thought process and then what we think is what we speak and what we speak is what we believe and all of that becomes a repetitive cycle and then we have to and and honestly like I said being a leader of the church we speak more about dealing with the spirit and we forget to talk about the natural man just like you said we forget to say that you know what if you were abused sexually physically emotionally that did a number on who you was as an individual Let's deal with that. And let me let me tell you that, you know, you can cry, that you're not weak and that, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and just let me let me not just give you weeping man door for a night, but joy come in the morning. You may not see the joy. You may not understand that that joy is coming in the morning, but you need somebody to understand and allow you to download the things that you went through in your natural man and your natural being that'll actually help you be in a place for you to be able to hear what the spirit is saying. If your natural man is okay too, it's that balance. And I totally agree with you having a background in mental health and behavioral therapy. Listen, it is nothing wrong with Jesus and a therapist. It truly is not. It's nothing wrong with your God and a therapist. It's nothing wrong with that because we are we are a spiritual being housed in a natural man and therefore both has to be at balance for us to be okay. 
But I also want to speak to the pastors and the ministers out there, and I want to say this too, because I feel it's, I, it's it's responsible to say. It doesn't mean that you're you're not anointed or you're not called. If this is if a person comes to you and you're flocked too, you also have a responsibility to know that something is beyond your scope of support. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's the thing. Sometimes you can cause more harm too in a church when you have not realized that some things need a psychologist or a psychiatrist to deal with because they are beyond um they need to be worked from both ends maybe you could pray on the back end that they find the right person in the in the front end um in the spiritual in the, in the natural realm um pray in the spirit for them but it's not for you to put your hands or your mouth on because Absolutely. i have been in some situations where ministers were out of their league when it came to certain mental health issues not mm -hmm. me personally but in a spousal situation where I'm like nah sis nah 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 mother pastor this beyond <laughs> you you know what I'm saying like you don't even know like these, these demons is not they need to be worked from both ends this is a little mm -hmm. bigger than what you then there's <laughs> anointed oil up in here and it's always trying to say so I feel like you know and that could be why some people are, some people, and to be truthfully honest, some people's level of faith, everybody that's in the pulpit is also just a man or a woman. Say and that. so sometimes Say I feel that. like in the black church, there's a stigma that, oh, if I don't take this on, then my level of anointing will be questioned. No. Mm -hmm. Some life mm -hmm. experiences, though, your anointing has not been tried and true on to know that you can handle that. And that don't make you less anointed. It just makes it does you not. Your territory. And that, listen, and that, again, deals with knowing yourself and understanding your purpose. Now, you know for yourself, and I'm going to go off topic just for a second. When it comes to computers and stuff like that, that ain't my forte. That ain't me. I'm like, talk to me for like computers for dummies. So just understanding that that's not my forte. I'm not going to try to go in and start helping somebody with setting up their computer and downloading apps and how to do that, because that's just not what I do. And it's the same thing, like you said, with inside the church. Listen, if that's not your area of expertise, Jesus, that's not what you're doing. Don't hinder or harm anybody no further by trying to do it, just like you said, so that you can prove a point or because somebody gave you a state license or ordination that this is what you're supposed to do. No, you have to be aware of yourself to know your limitations and your strengths and then be then have a community of people and resources to be able to help somebody that you know that you cannot. But to answer your question in, in conclusion, I do feel like the church's job is to be like a social worker. They need to be a can do it of resources to point Absolutely. people in the right direction. Like it's a triage. The, the, the church is a hospital triage. Yeah, this is not, I'm not a doctor. But we do have somebody in the, in the congregation that is a is a psychiatrist, psychologist. Maybe try them first. I ain't saying that I, I'm endorsing that person, but we do have one in the house. And I can give you that information and point you in the right direction. And I will be praying for you. I will be checking on you on your journey. And if you feel comfortable enough with me to share where you are, I will continue to pray for you there. Because also, too, 
people forget to pray because people don't are not comfortable sharing. And so I, I mean, I just Lord, I could we could go on and on about the church, <laughs> especially the black church, about how to handle mental health issues. But I think in conclusion, the best way um for I think that they definitely need to start showing up. I definitely feel like they need to start doing some more um community outreach um and bringing things to the church um and making them more accessible to their congregants and into the community that the church is supposed to be serving um and just keeping it 100 with them like listen i'm not equipped to deal with this however and yes. my natural and my spiritual opinion, I do want to see you healed and whole. And so in order for that to happen, I would recommend that you see a psychologist. I'm willing to go with you and hold your hand. If you need a ride, you need me to call and knock on some doors. I could do that for you as your pastor, your leader, your elder, your deacon, the usher, head of the usher, whoever. Absolutely. I can do that for you. If, if I'm just the sister that you tap and he say tap your neighbor, I can do that for you. Because it's the job of the community. And as you said, like we're talking um, resources, if you know of anyone or if you yourself are having suicidal thoughts, um, I want you to go ahead and reach out to the hotline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. I'm also in the position to be able to help you pass those things or walk with you in your journey to help you to heal and that safe place to be able to talk, but not only just be able to talk, but to also get strategic ways and methods to help you through whatever it is that you're going through. So I look forward to you to uh, set an appointment with me at www.rebirthofrene.com or you can even email me directly at rebirthofrene.com. Yolanda, it, I mean, Alanda, it's been amazing talking to you. Like you said, we can go on and on and on and on. I definitely want people to be able to find you as well. So um, if you could please let everybody know where they can find you um, so that they can become, because that's what you're doing. You coaching like none other, honey. She got some stuff going on and people, I be one. Uh, that's out here doing some amazing things under her coaching and under her strategies as well. So Alonda, tell them honestly where they can find you as well so that they can talk to you. Thank you. And listen, I want to go on record and say, I am no one's mental health specialist. Absolutely. But Absolutely. I am. I will pray heaven down for you and I will <laughs> knock on the doors. I will dial some numbers and I will get you to some people. And I know some amazing Black counselors, Black psychologists, and psychiatrists who I can route you to. And once you do that inner work, I will be here yes. to help you level out. Once you clear yes. out that closet, I'm going mm -hmm. to be rooting for you while you get into the boxes. Like, I help you get the boxes. I help you pack it, all of that. But when you are ready and you're like, you know what? I feel free. I feel clear. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to help you accomplish anything else that you want to do. Um, and you can contact me um, on Facebook or Instagram under I must become the number one. And um, you can reach out to me on my website, I must become.com. Listen, I'm ready to help you take the leap. You can also tune into my my podcast because I am becoming every Sunday at 3 p.m. on all major platforms. Um, listen, this we we need to continue this like we gonna have to do a part two yeah. to this because <laughs> there's some things that we didn't con um touch but i want to say this too before we end if i may that mm -hmm. um i have done extensive therapy um yeah. 
on myself. Like, and trust me, child, if, if I ever feel the wind blow wrong, I goes and get my tune up. Because listen, this <laughs> the head that wears the crown. You understand Absolutely. what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so I want to say that to encourage someone who feels like, um, because I feel like a lot of times people praise your outward um outward accomplishments um mm -hmm. and you like you you feel like you can't um it will be letting someone down if you maintenance yourself i would say it will be letting the world down that is waiting on you um to because you're can do it of change for somebody we are all an intricate piece of the puzzle in a circle of life you have opportunities stored up in you for somebody else but the thing is we want you whole and healthy you know what yeah. i'm saying and you have to take care of you. Like self-care starts in the mind. 2022. Then it goes to the emotions. Then it goes to the physical. So it's not enough just for you to go get your nails and your toes done. It's not Absolutely. enough just for you to get a massage. You have to make sure, especially in this world that we are living in today, that you are taking care of your mind. And if you are a coach, if you, I mean, I feel like everybody need to be going to therapy right now. Absolutely. Like, my Absolutely. Because I feel like life is just heavy. I feel mm -hmm. like we have seen some things, some traumatic things within the last decade. Like we are living in times that, oh, child, like the Bible told us about it, but they ain't tell us what to do about it. You know what I'm saying? My goodness. When it comes to the mental health part of it, I mean, yeah, there's some scriptures in there. Let me take that back. I'm sorry. Well, wait, I it lie. is. It is. But see, but you know what, Londa, honestly, that's why we got to get and stay out this box. We got to mm -hmm. stop making topics taboo. We got to go ahead and deal with our core self. And like you said, we got to do the work. And I understand that doing the work is not easy. It's mm -hmm. so it's so necessary and it's very rewarding, but it's not easy. And honestly, when you say doing extensive work, it gets to it gets you to this point where you can help other people deal mm -hmm. with their things too because you did that work you 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 it's it took like gutting out some stuff and dealing and being real with some serious stuff to be like okay you know what you got like you said this keyword you got to be ready you got to be ready to unpack and listen no judgment for those who are not ready to unpack but for those who are ready to get out the box this is exactly where you need to be this is the community to be in this is the resources that you will need in all honesty to help you navigate that journey out this box and to stay out the box. I'm trying to tell you because it is a lot of work. And I just want to just write, recap and just say this, you know, when we look at what some people, uh, some signs so that we can help those in the community, look at those, like I said, that may have experienced some a lot of trauma that you may know of that they don't even speak about, but you know some of it. Shit, just, just give them a, a safe space to be able to speak about that. You understand what I'm saying? Look at those people who are continually sad we've got a lot going on you're going to run into a lot of people that are sad here and there because they're sad experiences we're losing loved ones we're losing co-workers you know we're losing jobs we're losing a lot so you're going to have people who are sad but when you know that person is continually sad and they no longer have the desire to do anything or be be around and stuff like that make sure you just stay connected send a card a text message if you don't they don't want to talk or just something to let them know hey i'm thinking about you you know I, i'm glad you're still here just just anything when, when you when you spot that you know what i mean so that's what we need to do and like you said alanda we got to have a part two probably a part three four and five because <laughs> um we want to keep we want to keep people not only safe but keep them not only living, I mean, not only existing, but living and living in fullness, full fulfillment in order that, you know, we don't have 
a lot of these stories kind of shocking us and hitting us again. I truly and don't feel like you're a burden to anybody. Not at all. We would rather be burdened with your truth than the secret of the fact that you were crumbling inside and nobody even had an opportunity to hold you together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Londa, thank you so, so much for stepping out the box with me. Y'all listen, continue to catch your girl impartation strategist, Renee. Step out the box with me every Thursday at 7 p.m. I look forward to hearing, listening, and looking forward for you to listen in and give me feedback on what's going on. I ain't too high above the bar to hear what you got to say. You know what I'm saying? Listen, because I want to stay out the box too, right? All right, y'all. We're going to end this. I thank you, Alonda. You have an amazing day in purpose, on purpose, baby. Live and live out loud and live in abundance. Go ahead and stay out the box. Bye.